0: You're listening to our Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhalayn and al hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhalayn.org support. Now, while the Prophet was on his way to Hudaybiyah, a miracle happened. It has been reported that on their way, the Prophet had a jug of water and he was doing wudu' from the water in this jug. His companions came to him, they told him, Ya Rasulallah, we don't have any water to drink or do wudu' from. We ran out of water. So, they're telling him the only water available right now is the water in your jug. We don't have any water. So the report states that the Prophet placed his blessed hands in the jug and the water started to overflow between his fingers like a small spring. Jabir says we drank water, we did wudu and if we were 100,000 people that day it would have been sufficient for us. That's how much water came from the jug of the Prophet through his blessed hands. And Jabir says our numbers were only 1,500, but the water was sufficient for 100,000 people. Now, one thing to note about the prophetic miracles is that there is a reason why a miracle happens. A miracle never randomly happens. It's serving a purpose. Miracles are needed to support religion when it's being threatened. This was a critical moment in the history of the prophet. Many people were doubting his decision to go to Mecca. Many were saying, this is not a wise decision. There were no indications that Quraysh would allow the Muslims to enter Mecca. Muslims were not sure why the Prophet asked them to go. Why would you do that? There was confusion, there was doubt. This miracle came to strengthen the hearts of the believers and assure them that the Prophet was acting on the instructions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet knew that the Meccans are not going to let them enter Mecca. But he didn't inform the Muslims, by the way. The Prophet told them, I saw a dream. We're going to enter Masjid al-Haram. Let's go for Umrah. They concluded that it was going to be in that journey. The Prophet didn't say anything. He kept silent about it. So there was wisdom in making this treaty, as we shall see the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. So the Prophet, even though he knew they would not allow him to enter Mecca, he still wanted to go. There was wisdom in doing a treaty with the Meccans. The, the if, if the Muslims were told from the beginning that we're going to go and they're not going to let us, they would not join. And so the plan of Allah would not succeed, the divine plan of God. Also remember, it was a trial to expose the hypocrites. So the Prophet left the fate of this journey vague. He didn't tell them exactly what was going to happen. But Allah performed this miracle for the Prophet, so the hearts of the believers are strengthened. Sometimes you need a miracle. So any questions about this miracle that happened with the Prophet and the water overflowing from the jug? Remember, the Prophet is the greatest Prophet of Allah taala. If Allah split the sea for Prophet Musa, And Prophet Musa through his staff, he would strike the rock and water would flow from the rock. What's the problem in believing that the greatest messenger of Allah and the final prophet had such miracles? I know some people are critical and no that's too much, this is not possible. This is the Prophet of Allah and this miracle is serving a purpose. Because there was a lot of confusion about this journey, a lot of, gossip about this journey. So Allah wanted to show a clear sign, he's with the Haqq. Whatever the Prophet tells you, follow him. This was the main wisdom behind this miracle that happened. Yes? Say, so how come we don't have miracles like, you know, like, I don't Number one, we don't need miracles. The Haq is, the, the, the truth is clear. When you have Quran, when you have 16,000 hadiths in Kafi, when you have the biography of the Prophet, For the one who's searching the truth, it's clearer than the sun as the imam says. You don't need miracles. We needed miracles, yeah even other people. See back then people didn't have the intellectual capacity that we have today, people didn't have access to books, people didn't have the internet, people didn't have anything. You needed miracles for people to see the truth. Today everything is available in any language that you want. So the truth is there. You don't need a, a grand scale miracle. Miracles come only when religion is threatened, meaning the survival of religion is threatened. If Prophet Musa would not perform the miracle when Firaun chased him to the sea, religion would have been gone. If Musa and his people would have been killed, that's it. Religion would have been gone. So Allah has to step in and perform a miracle. Today, religion is not being threatened. There's millions of believers out there. You don't need a miracle for religion to survive it's not needed. Allah only does miracle when it's needed. Number 2, there are miracles every day. You just have to see them. Yeah, don't expect the you know sea being split like it happened with Prophet Musa, but every single day miracles happen. Every single day when science discovers another aspect of the universe, that's a miracle that you have a creator. Every atom that you see spinning, that's a miracle. Think about all these signs. The sun, the moon, the solar system, the seasons, the axis of the earth, how everything is in delicate balance. The atmosphere around earth, you know you have x percent oxygen, x percent nitrogen. If you flip it around, if you had more oxygen, the earth would be flammable. You'd light something to fire and there you go, the whole planet would burn. Why do we have these exact percentages? Isn't that a miracle? That is a miracle. We are surrounded with miracles every single day. But we have to open our hearts to see these miracles. The Quran is also a miracle. Those who want a miracle, here, come study the Quran. Study the content, the eloquence, the balagha, the literary tools, the, gr- the grammatical structure, the power of the Qur'an, the historical analysis, study it, you'll see the miracle. If I haven't studied the Qur'an to see the miracle, it's my problem, not Allah's problem. Allah says, here's the miracle. Study it and you'll see the miracle. It's truly fascinating. Even the shortest of surahs in the Qur'an, they serve as a powerful miracle. Even the shortest of surahs. Which is, we've examined maybe this in the Islamic beliefs course. Which is this the shortest surah in the Qur'an? Surah Al-Kawthar, Alaikum, it is the shortest Surah, some people wonder, it's just 10 words, seriously where's the miracle in it? I want to see the miracle, doesn't the Holy Quran say produce one chapter like this if you can, challenging the pagans? Where is the miracle in such a short chapter? Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, إِنَّا الكوثر لِرَبِّكَ وَانْحَرْ إِنَّ Where's the miracle? In two minutes, very briefly, I'll share with you some aspects of its miraculous nature. Just for you to know, to answer your question, we do have miracles. Even this small chapter, we have miracles. What happened is, the Prophet had a son from Khadija. Either his name was Al-Qasim or Abdullah or Al-Tahir, different names and titles for that son. He died. So one day the Prophet was entering Masjid al-Haram, Al-As ibn Wa'il, one of those pagans, he spoke to the Prophet, he said a few things, then he went to his people, the pagans. They told him, who are you speaking to? Instead of saying Muhammad, what did he say? He said Al-Abtar. And what does Al-Abtar mean? The one who's cut off, meaning there is no barakah in his progeny, let's put it that way. Either the one who has no progeny or the one who doesn't have a good progeny, meaning the one who doesn't have children to carry his legacy. A son to carry his legacy. But the word aptar is an insult, like that cut off person, that failure, if I want to say that that failure. The Prophet was deeply hurt. How does Allah step in to address this situation? See what Allah does in ten words my dear brothers and sisters. Every single word in Surah Al-Kawthar is so powerful, it's addressing a dimension. The, the surah starts with which word? What's the first word in the surah after the Bismillah? Inna. What does inna mean? We, indeed. Imagine. Muhammad grew up as an orphan. He doesn't have an army. He doesn't have a big tribe to protect him. The pagans are uh, ganging up on him. The first word, we, indeed. We, I, the king of the universe, I am with him. You know what a threat that was? To the pagans, when Allah speaks like that, we have. We've given you the kawthar. Linguistically, what does kawthar mean? Linguistically, that which is abundant. Kawthar means that which is abundant. Allah says, I've given him a lot. A lot of what? Silent, the Quran doesn't say. See, that spooks the pagans. Is Allah giving him a lot of money? A lot of weapons, a lot of children, a lot of supporters, keep it vague, scare the enemy that way. Allah has given him the abundance. Believe me, when they heard that, they started to shake. What did, because they knew God was there and helping him. What did he give him? Right? Now, if you give someone in the future, you would say, نُعْطِيكَ سَوْفَ نُعْطِيكَ We shall give you. Allah uses the past tense, we've given you. Sometimes when you want to say something is set in stone, it's done, consider it done, you use the past tense. Allah hasn't given him the children yet through Lady Fatima. He hasn't done so, but Allah says, I've already done it. That's a huge threat for the pagans. Believe me, these three words, "Inna تَيْنَاكَ al scared them. Then, فَصَلِّ rabbika Wanhar. Ya Rasulallah, now that I've given you this gift, pray to your Lord. That's the ibadah, you and your Lord. One one of the meanings of one har is kill the camel and give it to the poor. So give charity. So this is the beautiful instruction that Allah gives him. I've given you a gift. Now do justice to the gift. How do you do justice to the gift? Pray to Allah and help the poor. In, then the prophecy. Your enemy who just made fun of you, he's the one who's karaf. He's the one who has no barakah in his dhurriya, in his line. And al asib bin Wa'il. Who was his son? Amr Amr ibn al-As. The enemy of the Prophet. The enemy of Imam Ali and the biggest supporter of Muawiyah. Look at the prophecy of the Qur'an. My dear brothers and sisters, in ten words, ten, ten words. See what Allah does. He assures the Prophet the King is with him. I've already given you that which is abundant. Therefore, the course of action worship Allah, give charity, he is the one who's not going to have a blessed progeny. Who can do that in 10 words? Show me. Show me who can do that in 10 words. I'm not even focusing now on the linguistic Arabic, you know, the eloquence in each word, just the content. Who can do that in 10 words? Appreciate the Quran. It's a miracle when you read the campaigns intensifying against the Prophet and you see one such surah like that, being revealed to calm the Prophet, to strengthen the Muslims, you know Allah is speaking. So here we do have miracles. Even these small surahs, they're just fascinating. You know, even the way some surahs sound, it's just fascinating. Such as, you know, uh, one of the most fascinating parts is Surah Al-Muddathir, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks so powerfully. I would like to share with you, just to show you even how the sounding of the verses is just fascinating so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states just listen to it even if you don't know a word of arabic just see the flow so surah al-mudaththir starting from verse 18 innahu fakkara wa qaddar fa qutila qaddar thumma qutila kayfa qaddar thumma nadhar thumma abasa wa basar thumma adbara wa istakbar fa qala in hadha sihrun yu'thar إن هذا إلا قول البشر سأصليه سقر وما أدراك ما سقر لا تبقي ولا تذر لواحة لو للبشر عليها تسعة عشر you see that and then. كلا والقمر والليل إذ أدبر والصبح إذا أسفر إنها لإحدى الكبر نذيرا للبشر powerful words. If you know Arabic, my dear brothers and sisters, believe me, you'll fly in the heavens just reading this. It's powerful, I mean it's amazing. So these are, we do have these miracles. Those who I'm answering the question you know, because I just mentioned one of the miracles of the Prophet on his way to Hudaybiyah. So the question was how come we don't have any miracles in our era? In any case, this amazing Miracle happened and that was to strengthen the hearts because there was a lot of confusion about this journey. Why would you go to Mecca when you know they're not going to welcome you?